All right, welcome back, everybody. Right. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. It's a, it's gonna be a, a tough conversation, but it's one that needs to be had, right? All there. good things must come to an end. Yes, yes. So, welcome back, analysis listeners, and I want to welcome back a guy that everybody loves. Three thousand. Oof, oof. Our, our Marvel superhero correspondent Barry Irving signing in. Signing in, man. And me and you just went to see on Sunday of opening weekend, at least it was the first time I saw this movie, but we went to see one of the biggest epic events, movie events of all time. This, yeah. I mean, yeah. We can, and we can, I mean, because like, it's obviously the biggest of this genre, but like, no, I think. It's, it's it, an event, I think man. This, yeah. It's a, one of the biggest yeah. movie events of all time. And, and of course, we're talking about Marvel's Avengers Endgame. And just like that, Disney snaps its fingers and a billion people go out to see this movie. And <laughs> there you go. They, uh, in just in less than a week's opening time, they've already uh, eclipsed the 17th uh, highest grossing movie. Is that correct? And, and 17th highest grossing film yeah, of all time. And it's today, this is Monday afternoon, it's it's already eclipsed $1.2 billion in, in revenue, so millions of people have already gone out to see this. With that said, this will be a spoiler review. We yes. will be talking with spoilers in this, so if you have not seen the movie yet, you must be the one dude in your office that hasn't, dude <laughs> or lady. So maybe go out and, and check it out and uh, join us at the water cooler, but... Uh, I, I, I'm really excited to talk to you about this, Barry. I know that these movies mean a lot to you. And, and yes. even me, a guy yes. who isn't as into the superhero stuff, found this uh, to be a, a pretty incredible film. And this was this was your third time seeing it already, correct? This was my third time seeing it, yeah. So uh, as people were tracking with Black Panther, you ended up seeing that five times, six times? Uh, five in the theater. Five in the theater, okay. So I anticipate Endgame to break this the is, Barry Irving yeah, record. Yeah, we're going to because we got to see it in at least IMAX one more time, or one more time in IMAX at the very least. But probably, probably get an IMAX and at least a regular. One and then regular. one more regular. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's already breaking a lot of records, but the most important record that it needs to break is Barry's <laughs> visits to the theater. I mean, I, that's that's fair. That there is you fair. Go. I know. They're like, damn! If only we could get. Barry Irving out for two more views. <laughs> we'll finally have done something. But uh, with that said, me and you, I, we were driving home after the theater and, and just a little before we hit record conversation. We, the first thing, the first thought I had was just, man, what an incredible responsibility that the Russo brothers had and and the pressure to to stick the landing on this, but just the execution. And you really, I was commending just the, the 10 years and the entire creative team that put this together uh, to, to culminate to this, all these storylines to culminate to this the, this final chapter, if you will, and and just what an incredible feat that was. So let's just, let me take it to you. What, what were your first impressions or feelings towards the movie, if you can summarize? Um, I mean, definitely, definitely throwing up praise hands for the Russo brothers. Um... They, I mean, they they sort of entered this universe with uh, Winter Soldier, which is still potentially it's definitely top three. Like, like I still have to like process this one 
right now. But like, as far as like a standalone film, that's Winter Soldier is still one of, if not my favorites in the in the whole canon. And then every time they just get a bigger task put upon them, like they had Civil War, which was a Captain America movie, but is supposed to incorporate like the entire Avengers roster which they handled beautifully. Then they're given an actual event, a proper Avengers movie to, or two proper Avengers movies and they nailed both of them. And like another another big thing that I was concerned about with um Endgame and obviously we're going to get into a lot that I liked about it, but a, a concern that I had was not knowing whether or not like obviously we 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 ended infinity war with half of the population gone and we know that the end point is going to be bringing those people back so it's like is this going to be something that like sort of like makes infinity war less like relevant because you sort of had that feeling even though even as hokey as it might be to watch a bunch of people turn to dust you like felt for this universe and at, at the end of infinity war and i didn't want the fact that we know that we're going to bring everybody back to sort of like cheapen, cheapen what them. happened in Infinity War, and I think, I think, I don't think, I don't think they did. I think no. they, I think you really got to see the weight of, of what Thanos did to this world, this universe, and it 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 sat with the movie for a long time. Um, one of my favorite scenes is just Paul Rudd um, emerging from the quantum realm and just just searching through the searching for first for his sister and then finally finding his home like just yeah, that sequence that, that, that wide-eyed sequence like mm-hmm. where he goes to the the memorial the memorial and yeah, it's like, almost like a world war ii or yeah, the vietnam yeah, memorial and he's looking yeah. he finds his own that whole that whole scene just like through that neighborhood that like shoddy looking neighborhood and then that kid on the bike and he's yeah. like hey w- where am i and like what's going on and the mm-hmm. kid's just like just that somber tone, like they they did a great job of like really showing how like the world was affected by all of this devastation. Yeah, and that's and I guess we'll start there. And thank you, thank you for that. I I will start with I felt I thought Infinity War was a very fun movie. I thought this one was way more emotionally satisfying to me. And I love, and, and you had anticipated this before we went to see it, but I loved that it took its time in mm-hmm. that first act. Mm-hmm. And you really got a sense of the human element. And really, this was a, a superhero movie with people that, for the most part, weren't using their powers for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the human element of it. And that's, those are the kind of stories and, and, and the types of movies that I'm naturally drawn to. So oh. I love that it took its time. Oh. I love that Tony Stark. The you know once we once we get back from space, I love that he looks sickly and he looks like oh, he's yeah. dying. And oh, I yeah. love that there's there's desperation and mm-hmm. there was this like the, the it was great writing and it's always fun when your characters have desperation and the stakes are they're high stakes. Well, and they're stakes. moving yeah. towards a goal. Like yeah. they all the entire movie is this moving and in like this desperate build towards something. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that was in the way they rolled out the movie. Uh, lended itself really well Mm -hmm. to me um and then just it's it's so emotionally impactful and at the end of this movie you have people that are sobbing in that theater like they lost a loved one i saw it i saw it three times there was not a every single time there were there were palpable audible reactions at multiple points 
and a variety of things. Obviously, you're going to have your cheers. It's a blockbuster movie. There's some mm-hmm. great cheer-inducing moments in the movie, but like the the stuff that's supposed to tug at your heartstrings was effective. You could hear yeah. the sniffles ringing mm-hmm. through the audience. You could hear the crying. Obviously, the the show that we went to, there were some kids in the audience, so there was... There was, so was actually babies little, crying for other reasons besides the plot but, motivated them. But too. even but. even the two nights that I went, I went on Thursday night and again uh, Saturday night, and they were both pretty late. Well, Thursday night was at six, but Saturday night was pretty late. So there was both both crowds were pretty adult, and they were still with it and yeah. and reacting. Yeah, you could you could you could see there were certain moments where it was. The audience was silent. Normally, you've got even even mm-hmm. the the trailers before the movie. There was not a lot of activity before. People were very tuned in, and you just from our time in the theater, you could you can tell when an audience is super engaged mm-hmm. in the material, and, mm-hmm. and they definitely were. And that and that's a that is a testament to again that creative team, and that these arcs when an arc pays off and when an arc hits, man, it's impactful, mm-hmm. and you definitely got that, especially. Tony Stark at the center of it because he was his movie in Iron Man One was the first movie to kind of kick this off. You know that's you're you're seeing the the, the full nature of that arc come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So you're you're just it, that's that's why it's so emotionally impactful. And I think just to string that together and have it be consistent through a series of films is an incredible achievement. Yeah, I I've. It's, it seems a little bit of a like a of a corny um, comparison to make, but it's or like a like a like a like like I'm cheapening it cheapening it to say this, but it kind of functioned like a like a season finale of a TV show where it's like it's I got wrote that it's, down. Yeah. its own story. It's it its own story self-contained, but it also sums up every like how we got to this point like everything that has we've experienced getting to this point gets sort of tied together i ironically we had guests over and they're big fans of the office so i put on season seven of the office which is michael scott's last last Mm -hmm. time so we watched those last episodes as steve carell was exiting the show and i thought man how how funny that i came across or i just started randomly watching these episodes the day before I'm going to see Endgame because it's very much the payoffs are there you're mm-hmm. getting you get that really cool payoff with Captain America and Thor's hammer yeah and you oh, get yeah. you get like really great moments that like the payoff of Tony Stark and like you know him and him and Cap and there's that whole like mm-hmm. you're not a superhero in your heart and you're not a superhero by your actions and then you know Tony does th- the most heroic and brave act of any Avenger that's ever been done, and he was the one where his motives were questioned and his his tactics were questioned. So all the time, even though he's been putting his life on the line, <laughs> well, yeah, since 2012. But yeah, it's, but it's like, funny that they, you know, because sometimes he can be cynical or his yeah, his, yeah. his motivations can no, be some selfish. So more, you know, but funny. then. Yeah, but it's and and me and you were laughing about how he's really been on borrowed time for since all, Iron Man. Yeah, literally since since the first movie. Um, I really so so the first act takes its time. The second act is this whole quantum realm piece, and and that that got into where I think, most of my I think nitpicks. that's where the yeah I think that's where overall that's probably where the most criticism is going to come from, and I definitely understand. Well, first of all, when you introduce time travel, and it's it's been done a thousand times, 
and then it starts to that's where a lot of your plot holes can can come in and mm-hmm. so and then you also just kind of have to give up the fact that yeah tony starts going to figure it out in 40 sec 40 seconds He's yeah. a genius. Yeah. Bruce Branner's a genius. Yeah. You're just going to have to go, okay, I'm not going to get a lot of discovery here. That's just, we don't have time for it because we also have to see missiles and we have to see monster gargoyles attack the earth. So we yeah. don't have a lot of time for the science in this. So you, you just have to go in going, it's a superhero movie. I'm going to give that up. Because for me, the cynical asshole, the flags are going up going, oh, really? Okay, we're just going to solve this real quick. No problem. Steve, oh, at the end of this movie, oh, it's just, he's just going to conveniently hide all these stones and we're just not going to see any of that. It's just, we're just going to have to take their word for it. Fine. Whatever. You only have so much screen time. So those were some of my nitpicks. So, and then. I always picture, I always picture, and I mean, this doesn't necessarily give any of these filmmakers, let any of these filmmakers off the hook, but I always remember in like moments like this, I always remember the scene from, um, I think, Austin Powers 2. When they're like trying to discuss um, time travel, time travel, and I think Basil Inquisition and Austin eventually just look at the screen and we're like, and they're like, um, uh, something like, "You just don't worry. Like we we aren't yeah. going to worry about this. You don't worry about it, and we yeah. will trust you not to worry about it either." Yeah, really, it's and like, it's, it's yeah. just going to work out. Just, and then just let it, yeah, just or let even it when when Leonardo DiCaprio, everybody drink, is trying to explain how he hustle all the stocks and he's like you know what it's not important was it illegal yes mm-hmm. absolutely it's illegal let's mm-hmm. just move on yes let's yeah. not bog the story yeah. down with with a lot of the how exactly uh so they you know the the, the time travel piece does does get kind of funny and then you also get a few scenes where it's like um thor working with his mom or the, the thor mom conversation it's like mm-hmm. in a three-hour movie if you're trying to save 10 minutes i thought maybe we could have trimmed that Tony's dad, I I ended up liking it, but that was and that was like fifteen minutes of set piece that just kind of seemed to. You could have clipped. I think you could have taken a little bit of the air. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, because there. I actually, but the movie's pace, I don't have a problem with. It's mm-hmm. three hours, but it doesn't feel heavy. Mm-hmm. They definitely keep it moving. And I will clip. say, every time I've seen it, it's seemingly felt shorter. Okay. Like, it doesn't... Which is counterproductive, or counter to what I would have thought he would have said every I time. I mean, and that's, it's counter to what I thought yeah. it was going to be. Like, I was like, oh, I've already seen all of these scenes, so the, the beginning of this movie is probably going to take a little bit longer this time, but it mm-hmm. didn't. So, those were my main nitpicks which are like very nitty you know mm-hmm. if you're going to say nitpicks but i think um i also really liked some of the choices that they made for um thor and for the incredible hulk the fat thor i was wondering how you would feel about fat i was thor. really I was chris wondering. hemsworth has stumbled over a comedic presence which i am very much into yeah thor has become great. he was not funny and, and even through the I guess the first time I ever remember laughing at Thor was when the Hulk punched him through the wall yeah. in that first Avengers yeah. movie but very um, the least funny of the Avengers oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then and he's he's over time like like him and his rat attack with Chris Pratt it's like man Hemsworth is actually funnier mm-hmm. and then when I really like Chris Pratt too but it's um you know I, I, I thought just kind of you don't need to look like a GQ model to be a superhero. I thought that was a kind of a fun thing, and he doesn't—he doesn't magically 
use superpowers to i thought eventually he's gonna go okay snap his fingers and plickety plack we get the eight pack abs yeah but no he pretty much stays he a stayed slob. like it the, the the most we got was he um braided his his beard, beard with his light with lightning that yeah was, which was pretty cool and then <laughs> the 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 tony stark line which man i'm gonna miss these types of lines but the calling him big lebowski or like yeah. Big lebowski yeah. is just so funny <laughs> but uh yeah i thought like oh that was a really interesting choice or just the choice to have uh bruce banner like he's like figured out how to be the hulk and himself at the same time mm-hmm. And so it's like, we don't need to continually be like, Hulk smash, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, this heard, is... I heard some criticism about the fact that we just sort of get it and we don't see how the process, but I didn't There's care so about that. There's so many people that want more how, and it's like, well, do you want three more movies yeah. then? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just, for me, I like the fact that they went there. And you just gotta, you gotta assume, like, okay, this time off that you haven't yeah, seen him. Yeah, we have a, he's, five entire years for one of the greatest minds He's figured figure. out how to become the Hulk and have it be, yeah. you know, have it be something that he's controlled. And I like, you know, I, I still think my favorite Hulk moment ever was the I'm always angry mm-hmm. turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, I, I really liked those two bold choices as well. And then you get into the third act with the battle, and that's where I kind of want to bring Thanos into it. Oh yeah. Well, before we get to that, I, okay. I just just a couple of things about Ruffalo and Hemsworth is like the fact that like we've seen so many different iterations of Thor and Hulk over these few movies, and like all of them are like motivated by equally by what the actors are capable of, as well as like stuff from the source material because there's a fat thor in the comic books there's, oh, there is yeah there's a a thor I, I don't know if he's i don't know if thor's gotten his hair cut but like short-haired hair but like bearded. how like mm-hmm. there's been different iterations of thor that are like motivated by the source material as well as like letting taking the reins off and letting hemsworth just do what he can do and it's same thing with ruffalo and it's it's a great it's a great to like watch that to know that like you've got a versatile actor as well as like a wealth of source material and you can honor both of them that is really interesting i and that's why it's it's great to have you on here because you have such a you have just an understanding of the comic book world and then how they're able to bring the films into that and service service them in that way so uh, fat thor does not look like big lebowski though but okay this that was that was i mean i i I love i was definitely about fat thor and what a bold choice to make like we're gonna completely change this character's psyche physical appearance and everything for the biggest of these movies that's ever happened that's just like I, I think it's, like, fun to take big swings. Sometimes these movies, and that's where you can kind of get into the... These have such big expectations, and there's 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 so much pressure to deliver. You know, sometimes it's like you, you get worried about movies like that. And mm-hmm. it's like they're going to play it safe. They're going to be handcuffed. And, like, no, we're still going to, like, take chances out here. And we're going to take big chances with some of the characters that we feel like we can. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, oh, was like, definitely not anticipating that in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, I also really uh can, can we get back to yeah, the thanos absolutely absolutely i love I the have. fact that like thanos gets a gets a vision into what's going to happen like past thanos gets a vision into what's going to happen in the future 
and then makes a decision that, okay, that original trajectory I was on is a waste of time because I was giving these people credit for mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to be appreciative and they're mm-hmm. not, so I'm just going to burn this motherfucker And then you get down. an even more brutal Thanos yeah. than you did in Infinity War. But That's what, like, fucking great. What a cool choice because then it's like, no, like this, like now it's all all in. Mm-hmm. Like the, the absolute, the stakes are the highest mm-hmm. now because I'm just going to annihilate mm-hmm. you guys. And on, on that note, actually... I know when we talked about Black Panther, I was all up in uh, Killmonger's junk, seeing, like, mm-hmm. oh, we've got this, like, vulnerable villain, villain you can sympathize for. This is, like, the something you've never seen on screen before. Um, and he was very much, like, up there with on my, like, list of, like, comic book villains, maybe at the top. But between Infinity War and this movie, like, hands down, for me, this... This Josh Brolin's Thanos is the 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 best portrayal of a comic book villain I've ever seen. Between just like Infinity War and how you know just like serene he sort of moved, even yeah. though he was even though he was in the business of wiping out half of the universe, he just had all of this power and this poise. He knew what needed to be done. He had his idea of what needed to be done. He had the power to execute it, and he was just very diplomatic about it. And and so you've you've got that, and there was just this like hip, hypnotizing, like serene feeling almost when you would watch him. And then you get this other version of him initially at the, in the beginning of the movie when they when they like first go find him, and you and you see sort of like what this has done to him. It's physically drained him, and now all he wants to do is just like relax and yeah and, and like watch the sunset for the remainder of the universe the but yeah f- but fucking he's vulnerable to to the avengers coming in and fucking his shit up which they do you get thor he goes for the head which he didn't get yeah. to in infinity war <laughs> that and was then, a good line oh yeah oh yeah and then we get him again and we get this way more brutal version and like that's the version that we need to get for the final climactic battle we need an even more even more angry, even more dangerous version of Thanos, mm-hmm. which is exactly what we got. Yeah, I, I loved that arc. I loved the change, and it's not a subtle change. It is a dramatic change. Like you said, the the the, the energy is, is, is still the same as Infinity War Thanos, but just the, the motivation and, and how he is able to deliver that in almost like a practical sense to the Avengers. I was like, oh shit, this is, you know, this is getting down to business let's let's spend some time on some of the characters that we said goodbye to mm-hmm. so the big three you had black widow, black widow. obviously tony and then Cap. your best friend captain america who's not dead but not is, but we're saying is, goodbye is, we are saying goodbye to him let's first start with uh, black widow i personally was kind of hoping that Hawkeye was going to be the one to go over. <laughs> I I was I was certain it was going to be Hawkeye legitimately until she um, literally until she is spiraling down in slow motion. You still thought and it was they pan be- away. I like the whole because it was very back and forth and like they mm-hmm. sort of set it up for you not to really know. And you know, I just thought after all of the brutality he had been committing over the five years that it would be like his penance for that mm-hmm. but no they i just like her character better but yeah <laughs> and yeah. also like she also like um kind of comes in t- she like finally like 
sort of comes into her own as a hero. Like she's sort of she's running the meetings. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. she's got, she's delegating. Yeah, uh huh. And then she's got the she's got her her spiel that she has with Steve about how like she didn't n- didn't really think of anything of herself until she found this job and found yeah the and Avengers. Looking back on that now, those were all breadcrumbs to make me. Th- I should have known that she was going to be the one. But given all that information and how that arc is, is starting to wrap itself up, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. of course. And plus, you know, to quote somebody at the White Sox game that we saw, he has kids. <laughs> he's got kids. That kid has kids. I, I got kids. kids. <laughs> so, he's got, got kids, man. He's, when you have kids, kids, it's it's harder to <laughs> to take them down. Which is, of, of course, why the, the Tony Stark sentiment was, um, which was so strong, too. So let's, that's a good transition into Tony. Uh, just full disclosure, my favorite Avenger. Mm-hmm. Now you know in the uh, in the rafters, the numbers been retired. But I uh, I uh, what did you think? How did you think that they they did them? It, I it's like like you said it's it's definitely even now even even as perfect as that send off was, and I do feel it was a perfect send off. Um, it's going to be challenging. It just. Just his Robert Downey Jr.'s identity is like imprinted into the MCU. I feel like so much of why this whole thing works just stems from him, and even even more than just the fact that like like yes, Tony Stark's story lines up pretty well with Robert Downey Jr.'s story at the point that he signed on for that role. Um, but like just watching watching like featurettes on of these movies over the past 10 years and like the way that they would like build scenes and like the way that Robert Downey Jr the movies that he was in how involved he was with like figuring out the beats of the scenes figuring out the relationships really like digging and like making that making it a family i feel like the family um, vibe that they have the ensemble is, is has like he's got to be the godfather in 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 so many like actual literal ways just the way that they like yeah from interviews and the way that they interact with each other it just it's like his his identity is definitely going to be hard to replace but luckily i think they have built such a big franchise that there are just so many different ways to go that i think they will be fine but it's definitely going to be interesting to see where they go without Tony, um, I thought the I thought the ending was great. I thought thought it was, I thought it was like yeah, beautiful. Like you had he, mentioned a part where at the funeral when they're panning to everybody that he's affected, even the kid from Iron uh, Man Iron three, Man 3. Who, who's the, who's the kid that everyone's gonna look at and be like, who the fuck is that? But yeah, they're they're panning around. You said it felt like a, turning the pages of a comic yeah. It book. felt like a page out of like there if 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 this were if it, if they made a comic book, if this were a comic book and not, uh, and not a movie like that, I could literally like see that the, panel. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. So I I really, again, I think he's he's so good at just what I love that those 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 little quippy lines. But then mm-hmm. he can he can he can drive a scene man like the the emotional core of movies he normally is is right at the center of and and i so some people are kicking around the idea of robert downey jr nominated for an oscar for this movie i would not be surprised 
if he's I don't know if he's gonna be a front runner, but yeah. I could see him in I the mix see, yeah, and getting and it would be it would be a almost a career it. nomination. It would be a nomination for his entire work probably as yeah. Tony Stark, Iron Man, but I really do think it deserves I mean, some recommendation or acclaim. Fair. It, it, like, there was a legitimate, there was audible crying every time he died. I was more emotionally invested in Tony Stark in this movie than I was in the Freddie Mercury. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and and again, yeah, the people people were so invested in him, like he was a member of their family. That's why people are 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 so impacted by that funeral and that moment with. Uh, Pepper Potts there at the end. Yeah, man, what a you know what? She's she still got it. That yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. They, they, yeah, I mean, talk about just she, she still kind of sucks as a person, but th- I thought that was a really but nice. But like, scene. just talk about like excellent use of and that and again, that's another hat off to the Russos. Just the the great balance of screen time and making sure. Them to make the most out of the characters you have, and because yeah. you've got to honor, you've got to honor what you've set up in in these however many movies. Like you need everything needs to to get a little love, and and just the balance of it and the, the storyboard of it is was was really really well done. So because you've got the you've got the scene where she says we're we're okay, you can rest, oh, which is that was my favorite part. Yeah. Which is, yeah, but then she also sets it up. Um, after Tony figures out how to time travel and and she says what what like telling you to stop has been the greatest failure of my life mm-hmm. and it's like that's that's legit that's what this whole that's what's been happening yeah. for all of these movies she says that and that's that's that thing of like a story within itself but also like wrapping up the entire yeah 22 stories we've heard thus far and while like setting up this death that's about to happen it's so done. Brilliant. So good. What about let's let's go to the bench with our with our with our friend Captain Steve Rogers. But the how did you like how they kind of sent well, man, him away? See, this, Steve is definitely the one that I was that I was emotionally invested in because just because that's from from my comic reading days. Cap's always been my boy. I loved the fact that uh, Chris Evans was cast. From the moment he was cast, he was the person that I was a fan of when he was in Fantastic Four. Even though it wasn't the greatest movie, I thought he was great in that part. So it was great to see him sort of get a second chance when he when he got cast as Captain America. And then he's just been fucking killing yeah. it as Captain America for the past however many years. But yeah, so like this About was nine, yeah. this was the story that I was the most paying attention for, and and we talked about this on the way home. I definitely. We've we've known Chris Evans has been pretty vocal about the most vocal not about want not wanting out of his contract, and so it was it was very it was it was pretty anticipated for Cap to die, and he didn't. But we still are able to move past Steve, the the era of Steve Rogers. We're still able to hand the shield down to Anthony Mackie and and let Steve get his happy ending. What did you think about the choice to give it to Anthony Mackie and not to Bucky? Well, I thought I I I had a feeling I had a feeling it would if it was going to go between the two of them. There are people that have been saying, "Oh, oh, we thought Bucky was going to do it because in the comic books they've both both Sam and Bucky have been Captain America at various points." And but Bucky was first in in the comic book realm. So people sort of thought, "Oh, 
the next Captain America has got to be Bucky. Yeah, but he was also terrorizing people and yeah, exploding that's, buildings. And that's and that's and definitely so a reason to why sell like, it I don't to think, America. I don't think MCU's <laughs> Bucky needs needs to be called Captain America. Yeah. In any sense, I think. Even though he's a more interesting character. Oh yeah, still absolutely still, and I think that they're they're gonna. I think the plan is because they've got the Disney Plus channel coming out, and they're gonna put some Marvel stuff on that. And I think they've got a planned uh, series, a Falcon and uh, oh. Winter Soldier, cool like duo series. Okay, so that'll be something to look out for. And I think that like you, we can still potentially make like old steve like the the new cameo person like he can pop up i still think that you might see a a video or something come up of tony Tony, i absolutely you'll get absolutely yeah he'll he'll show up he put for his daughter at the end of this movie there's gonna be more i'm i will be so surprised if far from home the next spider-man movie does not have a message from tony for peter parker for sure i will be so surprised if tony did not film a message for peter parker before they did it so before we head out, I have uh, I have a game I want to play called Best Bit. So I wrote these down last night, just based on you and and all of yours, because I'm sure a lot of people have their favorite moments from this movie or their favorite bit. So these ones are more geared towards you, but I just want you to pick your favorite of these moments okay. as your most favorite in the movie. Okay, so there's four here. So the first one was the Captain America versus Captain America fight. Slash America's ass. Is, that is America's ass. So we'll take it from this moment in nomination. Starts with Ant Man's line, I consider it America's ass, all the way up to the fight, and then him looking at the ass and saying that's America's ass. Next is Avengers Assemble. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Avengers Assemble line, and then you can kind of add all of the, the people walking through the, the portals yeah. and the lineup. Yeah, the good guys. Black Panther and Spider Man shooting out. Also, another moment which is very like a comic book. Like there, there, there's typically in comics, there's you have your like X Men Avengers annual. There will be some sort of or multiple team ups where you've got people from different comic books all in one thing, and there will be like a big. The cover of it will be this thing that you can pull out that like stretches like four pages mm-hmm. long and has like that panoramic. Sprawl. It was it was like that was happening okay. in real life. So, Avengers Assemble, nomination number two. Nomination number three, Captain America with Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, where'd the hammer come from? Oh, it's your boy. Okay. And then, number four, Tony's line being from the final line from Iron Man 2, I am Iron Man, being the snap line. So, those are my four nominations. Do you Man. need them again? Do you need them again? Uh, no, I know what they are. It's okay. Cap versus Cap, America's, America's ass. ass. Um, Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble. Uh, Hammer. Hammer and... What was the last one? I Am Iron Man. I Am Iron Man. Man. I think... I think I gotta go with I Am Iron Man. Dang! I gave you three Captain Americas and one Iron Man, and you said the Iron Man. And I can actually tell you what my favorite Captain America moment is, even though as much as, like, I definitely... Especially the first time I saw it, I definitely audibly cheered when uh cap got mjolnir but my favorite cap scene and then i'll get into why i like the snap or the i am iron man Uh um my favorite cap scene was actually and i think you actually uh i think i looked back and you actually went to the bathroom during the scene (laughs) 
It was very. It's close to the beginning. It's like very shortly after the. You get that five years later. Yeah, and he's running and then, the support group. Yeah, that felt that felt like a really good time to take a piss. I mean, uh-huh. you. I think you pop back in in time, but like for me, I love that scene because it just shows that like even when the world is not in immediate danger or peril. Steve is Steve's job is to help people like that's his duty Mm -hmm. is to help people and also at the same time that job I'm sure it's like a callback to Winter Soldier because that's what when he meets Sam that's what Sam's job was he was like a like a PTSD support group counselor so it's like a showing 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 Steve's character but also like Showing that, like, the the type of character that is required for Captain America is already within Sam Wilson. Because this is, like, already what he's about. Okay. So I thought that I thought that was a really cool, like, subtle scene. So, so, so like, that's... I caught most of the scene. I mean... Because we were right next to the bathroom, so I was able to... Did it. No one was in it's there. I got in there. It's all good. I dumped it out, and then I came back. Anyway. And, I mean, you got the, the gist of it yeah. as well. But um, but so yeah. So then back that, to the I am Iron Man that, snap. That snap. I mean, obviously, he's calling back to the end of Iron Man, and that was a huge moment. Just um, that that um, putting yourself out there and like and like allowing yourself to be visible as the weapon, mm-hmm. and which has sort of been a big part of Tony's through line. You know, wanting an armor on every on. Mm-hmm building an armor across the world or whatever he says um but yeah that so that's been such a such a such a it's kind of like the phrase that started the whole thing and then it 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 goes so well and you can like just there's just like magnetism in his face as he's Mm -hmm. about to say it his like teeth are like gritting and he's just like I am like he's Mm -hmm. just so like powerful the way he says and you and you can like feel it coming and you know what's about to happen it's like uh it's mm-hmm. it's there's just so much weight to it in a really great way i think that it's got to be number one that was mine one. that was mine too i was wondering if i could bait you with some of those captain america bits, I mean, which were all nice the hammer was the hammer was great to that watch. was hype the hammer was great to watch yeah. especially especially after he gets it and he's just running <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was rad. That was rad. Cool. Well, uh, let's uh, get into the quantum realm and get the hell out of this podcast. But I want to thank you for coming by, man. And uh, I, I just it's it's been a pleasure to just man. go with the, go to watch you watch these movies. Sometimes <laughs> it's is, gonna be is interesting. It's gonna oh, man. We still got Spider Man, but yeah, man, not gonna be able to talk about these movies. No, well, not, not we're yeah. gonna be able to talk about them, but they're gonna be yeah. different movies yeah. than the ones we've been watching. The, the future has been changed forever, yeah. Barrier bringing. And if you want to watch me get weird, come watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Watch me watch that movie. It'll be equally as weird. Everybody drink. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you, Barry, for joining. Thanks. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Share it with your grandmommy. Thanks, guys. Because when the whole crashed down and the mall came to town, no one knew what to do. Thanos took the stones from us, now just fingers have the dust. Now we gotta find and do. It's the end game now. Do whatever it takes to avenge the fallen. Yeah, come.
whatever it takes We owe it to everyone out here Yeah, cause we do do whatever it takes To avenge the fallen Yeah, cause we will do whatever it takes We owe it to everyone out here